0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision as you know there are all sorts of different types of literature Uh, you can read all sorts of non-fiction christian literature ones that are into bible study or reflection on scripture and life and all sorts of things to do with the way we live our lives as christians but i wonder whether you think too much about christian fiction Now, Christian fiction is something that perhaps has a real future, if you can combine your faith into a fiction story. Well, Rebecca Cumming is an Australian author. Her book is called A Year in Dalyan, and Rebecca's joining us. Hello, Rebecca. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Thank you very much. It's lovely to be interviewed here.
0: Well, let me say, first of all, congratulations, because an American publisher picked up your work and they're working with you as they've published your book. And how's things going? Because it's really just late last year that things became available on the bookshelves. Uh, How's things going so far?
1: Well, it's a really promising start. As my publishers were very... um generous in telling me everything that is done in publishing is like having a baby you have a wonderful time having that child and it's all exciting when you finally get published but then you take it home and you sort of have to wait for things to start to happen as your child grows and develops and that's where I'm at at the moment obviously it's really fantastic being able to go to different markets and things to promote it within Australia and I'm lucky enough to be able to have distribution in Australia that I do myself and it's just, it's really taking off. The response from Markets is wonderful. I've met wonderful Christians um, who are just really excited that there's a Christian author in Western Australia. And, yeah, God's just really blessed me with fantastic opportunities. So I'm i am doing well, I think.
0: When you're a Christian author and you're writing fiction, how do you interweave your faith into the things you're writing?
1: Well, it's a really good question, and it was very important to me to always have a Christian Outlook whenever I wrote, but also to be able to go into the secular world as well. So, not having, um, I guess, very heavy Christian. Um, speeches and all that sort of stuff within the books there's no sermons in my writing but all of my Christians have very healthy relationships with people they all have um, all of my main characters are actually Christians and so their faith is worked out in their lives um, there's often times where they'll be in a, a bit of a sticky situation and so they'll cry out to God for help and you're able to see that work out in the rest of the book and so Yeah, I thought it was really important that um, the worldview and the values that I've always had instilled with me as a Christian was able to be put out there, Um, but I didn't want it to be inaccessible to people without faith and it would be a place where people can come and enjoy themselves but also um, be surrounded by Christian values and the love that we can provide to people who aren't Christian as well.
0: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I imagine when you pick up a fiction book and a romance, because your book is a romance, but the sorts of characters that you might read about in a non-Christian fiction romance are typically going to be quite dysfunctional when it comes to our Christian values. So you've brought Christian values back into the romance world. And uh, and, and I imagine that some people will say, that's a very courageous thing to do if you're going to write a book.
1: Well, it's certainly not the done thing at the moment. I know I certainly grew up reading things like Janet Oak and Laurie Wick and they were wonderful examples and I certainly looked for a husband who would be able to, um, I suppose, fit the role models that I looked up to in those books. And that was really important for me to continue throughout my own writing. And I do think there will be people who look at it and go, maybe that's unrealistic, or maybe that's not something that I'm interested in, or maybe I've had people ask me if it's spicy, and I've certainly said no, it's not. It's very family-friendly writing, and I've certainly wanted to, um, I guess, make it accessible, but also give people good values and things to look up to. And I don't think that healthy relationships are very much promoted in social media, or even in just general media, and. That was something that was very important to me. I grew up in a really wonderful home where I had fantastic male role models to look up to for um, what I wanted in a husband, and also I had wonderful female role models to look up to as to who I should become, and I wanted to continue that with my writing.
0: I imagine when you say, when some people have said, is this a spicy novel, that when you're looking at secular romance novels, the spiciness is intended to capture the imaginations of usually female readers. So when you're saying it's not a spicy novel, there is a sense here in which you're saying you need to adjust those values... And if that's the reason why you're actually reading the romance, there might be something that needs to be adjusted in your own attitude, your own life, your own values. But this is a way to actually examine those sorts of values and actually recognise that there are good Christian values that you can apply to a fabulous romance story.
1: Oh, absolutely. You're spot on. I think that, unfortunately, we're taught that... um spiciness I guess you could put it is something to be expected in every single day and it's it's simply not a lot of healthy relationships need to be built on um, mutual love and respect that is developed outside of those sort of relationships and I think that um, yeah it's It's good to be able to teach people that you can have a really healthy relationship with someone of the opposite sex without that. You can have a wonderful romantic relationship with somebody um, and it doesn't need to go that far. You develop your relationship in such a different way when you take that aspect out of it and... um, You get to become friends and soulmates without that. And obviously it's a wonderful blessing that God has given us, but there's a time and a place and it's not in fiction.
0: Rebecca, your book is about a professional dancer who takes on a housekeeping role, has this wonderful whirlwind romance and falls in love. How can you enlarge on the plot of your book for listeners?
1: I don't want to spoil anything for you. I suppose um, Annabelle goes up north because she's very disillusioned with the world that she's in. She feels very out of control of it. She's a professional dancer is um, and has been for her whole life. She doesn't know who she is without dancing. So now she's decided that she needs to step back from that and um, get herself right with God and get herself right with who she is. And so she really discovers her identity and the passions that she will take on after the world of dancing is over. The, the career of a dancer is often quite short and she's starting to realise that, even though she is still very young and is deciding that she wants to, I suppose, bring depth to herself and to her identity. And she does that by going and um, falling in love, not just with another person, but with an entire shire, which is just magnificent. It's rolling purple hills and spiders and snakes and kangaroos and cockatoos and all the sort of things that you think of and just fall in love with in the Australian outback, and and she does. She goes up there and falls in love with all those things and I suppose finds friends in people that she didn't anticipate and those friendships... Um, bring out difficulties and challenges within herself that she needs to grow and overcome and of course there's a bit of romance in there as well.
0: And I've got to ask, is this book really based on you? How much of you is in your main character?
1: Oh my goodness I wish. No, she's far more interesting than I am. No, she's um she's not me, she's just an imagination I spent a little bit of time up north and, and fell in love with the landscape as she does um, and I suppose a bit of her determination and spunk, if you asked my husband, would probably be mine. But other than that, she is fictional and I suppose in, in ways a writer always projects an aspect of themselves into their characters and I'm, I'm sure that when I look back in 10 or 15 years I'll be able to pull parts of my Annie apart and think maybe that was me at that time. But no, she's, she's very much a work of imagination.
0: Your book is called A Year in Dal Yarn. That's D-A-L-J-A-R-N. Is there a new book already that you're working on?
1: I'm working on one at the moment. um, I'm probably about a third of the way through and I'm really hoping to have it at least ready for publication in about two years. It's sort of giving myself a good time frame there. This one is based in the north, a little bit further north, um, near the Mardi station and it's about a girl called Eliza who um, she has a little brother who is non-verbal and so they need to get an educator up there to who is able to engage with him and, and speak with him and it turns out that um, Loxley happens to turn up on her doorstep and... Yes, I can't really tell you too much more because I haven't written all of it yet.
0: We'll have to talk when that one comes out. But uh, your current book, A Year in Dalyan, and it's by author Rebecca Cumming. Now, that's R-E-B-E-K-A-H. There is a website, rebeccacumming.com. And Christian fiction, is that a growing genre of uh, literature? Do you think that, that there's a growing appetite for the sorts of things that you're writing?
1: I certainly do and I think that there's a growing appetite for homely values that um, we used to have and perhaps don't anymore. I think a lot of um, people, particularly around my age, are getting sick of the inundation of things which are really offensive to ourselves, offensive to our culture and offensive to... um, I suppose, our consciences and the, the laws that God has put on our hearts. And so I think that, yeah, homely sort of Christian fiction is certainly a growing place, and I'm, I'm very happy to be, um, yeah, involved in that.
0: Is it available in Christian bookstores around Australia?
1: At the moment, it's not. Um, we're still working with distribution. As it only came out in November last year, um, we're looking at where we will be able to put it.
0: Okay, so I'll give the website uh, for people to get a hold of Rebecca's book. It's author Rebecca Cumming, C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Now, the website is RebeccaCumming.com, rebeka R E B E K A H. Coming C-U-W-M-I-N-G dot com. The book is called A Year in Dal Yarn. D-A-L-J-A-R-N. Rebecca, just great talking to you and you know, I just want to honor you because you're using your skill in writing a Christian romance and you're interweaving into there a beautiful set of values that are based on your own faith. And uh, just want to honour you for that. Well done. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of listeners who are wanting to get a hold of your book. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
1: Thank you so very much for having me. And God bless you and all your listeners as well.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported.